ho, etc. Welcome to the Drunken Time Travel History Christmas Extravaganza. Is it going to be an extravaganza? It always is an extravaganza, Gav. Are you, are you, are you happy it's Christmas? It's another extravaganza. I'm happy with this. Are you happy it's Christmas, Gav? Yes. What, what, what will you be doing this Christmas? I shall be drinking. Well done. And I shall also be drinking. Did I mention drinking? Well, since since you'll be enjoying Christmas, don't mm. you want to know all about how it all came How together? beer was made? <laughs> yes. I would love to know how beer was made. I I will do that at some point, but not today. Today we're doing doing a double thing. It's it's Christmas, so I'm going to tell you about the birth of Christmas, about how it became, you know, during December. Not so much Jesus and where he was born, because you should know that. Where was Jesus born? Uh, Bethlehem, in a stable next to an Asda. I bet they make a lot of money these days. It's it's now it's now a Tesco Metro, um, uh, and then I shall be telling you about the uh, truce at, in World War One. So two different interpretations of Christmas. I will be thusly giving you advice on. I know about the truce in World War One. Truce in World War One. I know the truth of World War One <laughs> as well. Do you? Yes. You could tell me all about World War One. It it was all about Daleks. Crossed with Cybermen and Yetis. Now we're referencing a podcast from from two months ago. Yes. <laughs> what's wrong with really old references? <laughs> I'm going to be referencing that all the time. Just so you know. I'm going to work it into future script synopsisizers. Oh, it's fine then. You can do it then. Uh, I'm going to mention that you've took them out. You won't remember. I've taken things out and you've no memory of it at all. <laughs> I'm going to remember this. Did you know that early Christians didn't celebrate Jesus' birth? Yes. And no one knows when he was born? Yes. No, I know when he was born. They, they know everything else about him, but just not when he was born. Do they know they his waist size? They can fill in everything else on the birth certificate, just not the date. Well, the father might be a bit of a uh, contentious issue, mm. but you know we'll, we'll, we'll get over that. I know who his father is. It's really? God. It says well, so in the Bible. I read it. Did you read the Bible? Uh, some of it. I didn't read all of it. It got a bit boring towards the end. Mm. Was it Was it like a six-part Doctor Who episode? Mm. And then they rewrote it, and this, I couldn't be bothered with that. Well, it can't, it can't have been as bad as downtime. Yeah, I might go back to the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> there is speculation that it was actually spring he was born. So, when did it all come about that it was December the 25th? February. Can you remember a time when it wasn't December the 25th? Uh, no, it's always been December the 25th, <laughs> been December 25th. Uh, whilst just, I've been alive. Just like the end of uh, Series 5 of Doctor Who. It's always 5 o'clock on whatever day that was. So anyway, civilizations they, they happened. They begat festivals. Mm. And one constant is the beginning of spring and there's one in midwinter. So there's always been a festival around about beginning of spring because of harvest. And then one in the midwinter. Which is halfway out of the dark, as Kazran Sardik said in the Christmas Carol episode. Always reference Doctor Who. So that's to cheer everyone up. Early societies, where there were famine a lot of the time in the winter, they, they would slaughter their animals around this time. Uh, and then after they. Was, was that for food or fun? Just fun. No, for food. Food, oh, you see, yeah. Fun came later. After this, it would start to get lighter. Because they would look at the stars, they were worked out right around at about this point. It's going to start to get lighter again. Mm-hmm. 
ancient peoples um, around this plant considered mistletoe sacred because it remained green and bared fruit during the winter months. And they thought it had the power to cure infertility and to ward off evil. Though to see some people using it these days over their heads, you wouldn't think it would ward off evil. I think only evil people use it. <laughs> evil people. Yeah. You see somebody with mistletoe, evil. I, I could agree with that. Or desperate. Desperately evil. Yeah, it's like they're they're trying to uh, they're trying to incantate some kind of ancient druidic thing to say you have to do this. It's the law since ancient mm. times. They're they're trying to force themselves upon to the population. Also, if you see people using uh, mistletoe, putting it you know, around their their groin area, mm-hmm. they uh, they they they're not you know they're saying ah look at look, look at me kiss my knob. They're like, uh, look at me, I'm using mistletoe to cure my infertility. They might have done in the past. So they're hoping someone kissing you will help. So apparently there are three possible origins for the December date. And they involve the Romans. Always the Romans. Everything the Romans. What have the Romans done for us? Name three things. They built a road to Rome. They built a road, yeah. Uh, invented time. <laughs> And computers. <laughs> Timex computers. So the first thing is the Roman historian Sextus Africanus. Victoria wouldn't like him. Mm-hmm. Dated Jesus' conception to March the 25th, so was born nine months later on December the 25th. Yeah, like he knows how virgin conception works. Mm-hmm. Or he might, you never know. He might be one of those people with mistletoe. Secondly... Second reason is, in the 3rd century, the Roman Empire accelerated the rebirth of the unconquered sun, or Sol Invictus, Sol Invictus, on the same date. The Emperor Aurelian popularized this and made it an empire-wide festival. And this was after Saturnalia, a feasting holiday where exchanging gifts happened, and this celebrated the god Saturn, the god of agriculture. Uh, which involved the abandonment of morals, gambling, and slaves treated as masters. Masters probably thought of this as ironic, that the slaves took what they could get, really. Slaves were like, yeah, this is ironic. Get me more peas. They're like peas, you see, go. And salt. And salt. Old school, old school references. <laughs> yeah, we don't like those references to three episodes, but... Third reason is uh, also the birthday of the Indo-European deity Mithra, mm. a god of light who was popular around Roman soldiers at the time. Also mentioned mm. in... Dandy? Beano? Seasons of Time? Some a Big Finish audio written by Paul Cornell with the Eighth Doctor and Charlie. Mm. But Mithra was involved in that, I remember. Can I call it offhand? Obviously. The date for Christmas was chosen in 336 by Emperor Constantine, who was in fact crowned Emperor of the Roman Empire in York. And you have been at the statue commemorating that. Yes. You have stuck your face between his legs. I have stuck my face between his legs. Betwixt his legs. Betwixt his legs. (laughs) As some have said, this was motivated to weaken pagan celebrations. Tried to cancel the pagan holidays, but cancelling Saturnalia was unthinkable, so Christian Rome converted it to a Christian holy day. Never get between someone and their booze. This is what I'm all saying. Don't do it. I don't. 
I, I say this to people trying to get between me and mine. Don't do it. So by the 4th century, Christianity was firmly established and the old gods were forgotten. Although it didn't really become a, Christmas didn't become a major Christmas Christian festival until around the 9th century. Ronald Hutton, a historian at Bristol University, said that it's a mistake to say that our modern Christmas traditions come directly from pre-Christian paganism. However, he said you'll be equally wrong to believe that Christmas is a modern phenomenon. So basically, I'm wrong, but I'm not going to admit it. You're wrong. Always wrong. Guy. Paganism was interesting to Christians, as it's something their ancestors did, apparently. And a lot of modern Christmas trappings derive from paganism. For example, Santa, who is thought to have derived from the Norse god Odin. Odin rode his eight-legged horse Sleipnir and was said to have given out gifts or punishments, depending on his mood. Children would mm. leave treats for the horse. Of course, if it were me, I wouldn't want him or his damn horse near me. I, I would lead treats away from me to, to you. I knew you'd say that. Yeah, they don't show that in the Thor movies, do they? No. Yeah. Yeah. I think they should show him killing Santa or Odin. What about the future on the Santa? Odin trying to kill somebody with a sack of presents. Oh, fuck, I picked wrong one up. <laughs> Meant to be my sword. So on, to, on, to, on many hundreds of years later, mm. to 1914, World War I Christmas. Because with the anniversary of World War One coming up next year, so by the twentieth century, Christmas was fairly firmly established. So much so, it had an effect on wars. There was such a thing as Christmas spirit, and thanks to the Victorians for that, Christmas trees and cards, etc., mm -hmm. which were German, which makes this even more interesting. In World War One, there were ten million men killed, and it was said to be over by Christmas. Of course, as we know, it wasn't. Um, the Belgian. Over the Belgian-French border, the Allies and Germans dug in again. You know, they they were quite close to each other, so they dug in trenches and basically shot at each other from close points, and uh, they were up to their necks in water. Just before Christmas on December the nineteenth, there was a huge Allied offensive to boost morale, which didn't work. What 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 was it? How, was just, how did they try and boost morale? They tried to boost morale by getting everyone just to go over the top and attack the Germans mm -hmm. and. See Black Arrow goes forth, basically. Yeah, see, see how to get him present. Well, funny you should say that. 355,000 troops were sent Christmas presents from Princess Mary, and the public were encouraged to send presents both in Britain and Germany, although not to each other. Did that work? Probably not. Mm. If you're if you're in a trench up to your up your neck in water. But what if their peasant was a wet suit? <laughs> or or a water pump. Mm. Or a game boy. <laughs> or Call of Duty Christmas Eve night 1914 the sounds of Christmas carols came over the trenches and they were only 150 yards apart people were thinking is this a trick next day one man said what do you know the jerrys are out over the top they're walking about they're dishing out drinks and cigarettes there's no fighting going on the men met each other in no man's land at first they were cautious but then laughing talking and shaking hands this this happened the truce happened in some parts of the uh in the Western Front, and this was where the Germans were against the British French in France, Belgium, and, and as I mentioned, the trenches were dug out. So it was mm -hmm. a no man's land in between them. This was strongly discouraged by officers. It goes against the offensive spirit, and not everyone went to meet. And it had the tacit approval of some officers, but more the higher up, they just wanted people to shoot each other, basically. No man's land was littered with the human bodies of previous um, assaults. 
So the first thing the, the French, British and Germans did was they buried the bodies. This was both sides did it. Took photos, swapped cigarettes. One of them described it like meeting people from rival schools. Which was always fun. Yeah. And there was a football match which you may have heard of. Hmm? But it wasn't really a ten aside thing, it was more it's a question of 70 Germans against 50 Englishmen. Of course, all these football, there would have been many football matches because it was all up and down the trenches. I mean, there wasn't just one meeting place. And, and there were others, as I mentioned, where they didn't meet at all. And if people mm -hmm. came over looking to, you know, meet other people, some areas they met the other side and were shot on the way back or were taken prisoner. Oh, oh, oh. bastards. Uh, and one of the matches, football matches, ended after the ball was kicked onto barbed wire. Orders and threats from high command were made to get the war back on track. Any attempt at fraternisation will be punished, and in Germany it is treated as high treason. And it was the only time in the First World War that it happened. One of the soldiers, George Ashurst, said, Of course that started the war again. Oh, we were cursing them to hell, cursing the generals and that. You want to get up here in this stuff, never mind you giving orders in your big chateau and driving about in your cars. We hated the sight of the bloody generals. So it didn't take long for the truce to become a memory. For one day it was Christmas, and for one day the fighting stopped. Soupy twist. Soupy twist. 